Hey sister friend, welcome to the Shades of Trauma Healing Podcast. I'm Jenny L. Taylor, a trauma coach, trauma thriver, and daughter of God, living loved. This space is for you sisters who want to begin healing and living fully, but the effects of childhood trauma keeps you stuck, scared, and unfulfilled. I'm so glad you're here. In this podcast, you'll receive trauma education, practical strategies, biblical applications, and motivational tips to support your trauma healing journey. So grab your journal, settle into your favorite spot, and let's get started. Trauma and childhood trauma seem to be buzzwords today. I hear these words on social media. I hear it when talking with my friends, just listening to the news. It seems like people are always talking about trauma these days. And I am really thankful. It's not a bad thing. It means that there is more awareness of what people went through in their formative years and also the impact that it's having on their lives. When I was growing up, Trauma and childhood trauma certainly weren't words in my vocabulary, and I don't recall hearing it much at school or college or even at university. I definitely don't remember hearing it as much in the news as we do today. So I am happy to know that it's being talked about. When I hear childhood trauma and I reflect on my life, I knew growing up in the teenage years, I recognized that life was challenging. There were unwanted circumstances, but I didn't really put words to my experience to say this is trauma. And as I continued to learn and grow and recognize what it was, I was able to begin dealing with it. Now, I'm not blaming my parents or other people who contributed to my trauma for anything that happened. What I've come to learn is that everyone does the best that they can based on the resources, the knowledge, and the ability they possess. I was fortunate in my early adult years, and it continued until maybe about 10 years ago. I was able to talk to both my mom and dad about my experiences, understand their life story, and then settle into this place of forgiveness and understanding of each other as adults. That was a real gift to me in my healing process. Despite this, the effects of trauma still remained and I had to work through it and this is what I chose to do. Some of the struggles I encountered were in social settings. I was sensitive to threats in the environment. I was fearful of danger everywhere. And one practical example would be if I was invited to a large event and I had the choice of where I needed to sit, I would always choose a table where my back is to a wall or no one would be sitting behind me. I didn't even recognize that this was a natural response that I engaged in until I started doing trauma work and recognized that this was a response to wanting to be able to see what was going on around me, ensuring that there's no one behind me so no one could sneak up on me. I don't know what I thought they would do, but that's the thing with trauma. It's not so much what you think. Sometimes there are bodily responses that just causes you to act in ways to protect yourself. 
And that's one of the examples that I had to deal with. As I studied trauma, one study in particular really helped me understand what I experienced as a child. And it's called the Adverse Childhood Experiences Study. It was first made public by the Centers for Disease Control and Kaiser Permanente in the mid-1990s. It was done by this doctor who was working with obesity clients and he was struggling to understand the correlation between patients who were losing weight and then quickly regained the weight afterwards. However, what really drove the point home for me and improved my understanding was the book The Deepest Well by Dr. Nadine Berg-Harris, and I will leave a link to the book in the show notes. Dr. Berg-Harris worked at the Bayview Child Health Center, where she helped children and families who were struggling with health challenges. And the more she worked with these children and the more she did research, she came to realize that childhood trauma impacted the brain, the body, and the behavior. It is now known that adult survivors of childhood trauma have a greater risk of later developing conditions and chronic health problems like mental health illness, depression, cancer, chronic lung disease, heart disease, diabetes, and substance misuse. So whatever happens in childhood, these negative childhood experiences If they remain unresolved and move on into adulthood, these are some of the effects that you can experience or these are some of the effects that you see. What does this look like in practicality? Well, starting on the side of the brain, it has been found that children facing adverse childhood experiences, childhood trauma, they develop a smaller brain size, which means there's a less efficient processing. It also impairs stress response, making it difficult to stay regulated. When it comes to cognition, because there is a smaller brain size, there is also impaired readiness to learn. Research has shown that survivors also experience difficulty in problem solving. In some cases, there is a delay in developing language skills, problems concentrating, and of course, a close correlation is poor academic achievement. Some of the physical health impacts include sleep disorder. A lot of survivors of childhood trauma develop a poor relationship with food that results in eating disorders. And if someone is not eating properly, then there could be a poor immune system functioning. And this can lead to cardiovascular disease. And the research also shows that there is a greater risk of having a shorter lifespan. We may be more aware of some of the emotional impacts like difficulty controlling emotions or sometimes there's the trouble recognizing emotion in self and in others. People may be experiencing life day to day. They have feelings that could be low mood or they just know that something is off, but they can't actually pinpoint I'm feeling sad or this is the reason why I'm feeling sad. It also causes problems in recognizing emotions in others. Coupled with that, there is limited coping skills from day-to-day life. People become overwhelmed quite easily by the tasks of their everyday life. There is excessive worry. I can so identify with the excessive worry. In my early trauma history, I would always wait for the other shoe to drop. 
things may be going fine and I would be enjoying life, but at the back of my mind, I would always be thinking this would never last. Something is going to happen that is just going to upset everything. So that excessive worry and feelings of hopelessness at times is also an impact of childhood trauma. Feelings of helplessness and lack of self-efficacy is another one. And this stems from the experience that the child had where if the trauma happened in the home, for example, depending on the age of the child, the child cannot escape their environment. They can't leave home or say, I don't want you to be my parents anymore. Instead, usually the child has to suffer through the experience feeling helpless that they can't do anything to change their circumstances. And this is where you often hear children who say, I can't wait to be older. Or I know of some children, they would always add years to their age. If the child is 10, they would always say, I'm 12 or I'm 14. Trying to get older, to escape the situation, to be in a bit more uh, control over what is happening to them. Of course, the impact in the mental arena is seen and talked about a lot more these days and these include depression, anxiety, low self-esteem or a negative view of self. We hear a lot about post-traumatic stress disorder and unfortunately suicidality. Behavior is the last area I will talk about today and in this area we often see poor self-regulation social withdrawal. People just stay away from social crowds and a lot of times it's because people learn not to trust the world and trust people in it because in their formative years they didn't have that sense of safety. In some people we see aggression and a quickness to anger, poor self-control, risk-taking or illegal activity. Sometimes there is sexual acting out, drug and alcohol misuse. These are some of the impacts of unresolved trauma in adults who experience adverse childhood experiences. Knowing all of these impacts of childhood trauma, the ACEs questionnaire is designed to help people identify adverse experiences in three areas, abuse, neglect, and household dysfunction. Under abuse, it covers physical, emotional, and sexual. Under neglect, it covers physical and emotional neglect. When it comes to household dysfunction, it looks at areas like mental illness, partner violence, divorce, substance abuse, or even a household or family member who's been incarcerated. At this point, I must just reiterate that not all negative events result in trauma. We all have stresses growing up in life, and a lot of the stresses can be used as growth experiences. However, trauma is more likely to develop if the child doesn't have anyone to buffer or to help them understand the process talk about their emotions and deal with it in a healthy way. If there is no one who models a secure attachment, this is where trauma usually occurs. We talked about the ACEs study, which I will refer to it as from here on in, and we talked about some of the impacts of childhood trauma in adults. Now we look at what the questionnaire actually entails. 
I know we're all busy people and it might be difficult for you to sit down and actually look at the questionnaire. So I'm going to go through the questions in today's episode. The questionnaire will require you to reflect on instances of abuse, neglect, or dysfunction in your home. And before you even do this questionnaire, I would encourage you just to take a deep breath and exhale. Do what you need to do to take care of yourself. If you know you need support from a physical person, someone there with you, by all means, engage in that before you take the quiz. The ACES questionnaire has 10 questions. It is meant to report instances that happened to you during the first 18 years of your life. In order to get your score, there are yes or no answers. If your response is yes, you would give a score of one. If your response is no, then you give a score of zero. At the end of the 10 questions, you would tabulate your number ones, which equates to the yeses, and this would be your ACEs score. Okay, so let's get started. Question number one. Did a parent or adult in your household often swear at you, insult you, put you down, or humiliate you? Or act in a way that made you feel afraid that you may be physically hurt? If your experience is yes, you score one. If it's no, score zero. Question number two. Did a parent or other adult in the household often push, grab, slap, or throw something at you or ever hit you so hard you had marks or were injured? If you experience this as yes, score one. As no, zero. Question number three. Did an adult or person at least five years older than you ever touch or fondle you or have you touch their body in a sexual way or try to or actually have oral, anal or vaginal sex with you? If your experience was a yes, score one. No, score zero. Question number four. Did you often feel that no one in your family loved you or thought you were important or special? Or your family didn't look out for each other, feel close to each other, or support each other? If your experience was yes, score one, no, score zero. Question number five. Did you often feel that you didn't have enough to eat, had to wear dirty clothes and had no one to protect you? Or... Your parents were too drunk or high to take care of you or take you to the doctor if you needed it. If you experienced this as a yes, score one, no, score zero. Number six, were your parents ever separated or divorced? Yes, score one, no, score zero. Number seven, was your mother or stepmother often pushed, grabbed, slapped or had something thrown at her or sometimes or often kicked, bitten, hit with a fist or hit with something hard or ever repeatedly hit over at least a few minutes or threatened with a gun or knife? If this was your experience, score one for yes, zero for no. Question number eight. Did you live with anyone who was a problem drinker or alcoholic 
or who used street drugs? If you experienced this, yes, score one, no, score zero. Question number nine. Was a household member depressed or mentally ill or did a household member attempt suicide? Yes, score one, no, zero. And question number 10. Did a household member go to prison? Yes, score one, no, enter zero. At this point, you will add up all your yeses and this would be your A score. A note about the A score. A higher score doesn't mean that you are doomed or highly dysfunctional. It doesn't mean that your future is set in stone or it doesn't predict the kind of outcome your life will have. This questionnaire gives you information to help you understand what you've experienced. Now that you've seen the results, what do you do? I encourage you to, first of all, seek to understand and be curious. See if you agree with the scores. It's a yes or no questionnaire, but based on what I've shared about the impacts of childhood trauma, do you see any correlation in your own life? Be gentle with yourself. Perhaps you would begin to notice there is a reason that you act the way you do. There's a reason that you choose and do certain things. Be gentle with yourself and let go of some of the blame if you have placed blame on yourself for what you've done, the choices you've made. Let go of some of that blame and replace it with self-compassion, understanding that there is a link between what you've experienced and how you act as well as the responses you see now that you are an adult. When childhood trauma happened to you, you didn't have a choice. You didn't have control. With this new information, you can choose to heal. You can decide what steps to take next. If you took the ACES questionnaire mentally by listening to this podcast, I would also encourage you to print the paper copy out and complete it and have it in front of you. It may be a good idea if you like journaling to journal what came up for you as you process this result. You may want to talk to a supportive person to discuss what you found. You may want to process this with the people who you care for and who care for you. It's always great to have support when we process reflections of traumatic events. Remember, this ACES score is not a predictor of your future. It is information. It helps you understand. You can use this information to get help for the impact of childhood trauma that shows up in your life. And most of all, I want you to take away that you can give yourself compassion. Maybe it was not modeled for you how to care for yourself, but you can begin speaking kindly to yourself, letting go of expectations, being curious about your experiences, and be compassionate. I want to leave you with an encouraging quote by Michelle Rosenthal, and it says, Trauma creates change you don't choose. Healing is about creating change you do choose. That's it for today's episode. Talking about childhood trauma is never really easy. However, healing is often found on the other side of a difficult path. 
I hope you learned something and if you enjoyed the episode, feel free to send me an email. I will put the address in the show notes and you can reach me at support at shadesoftraumahealing.com. I would love to connect with you. If this podcast encouraged, inspired, or taught you something, do share it with another sister friend who needs support in her healing journey. I would also love for you to go to Apple Podcast right now and leave a review for the show. Thanks for listening. I'm cheering for your healing. Until next week, breathe and be blessed.